three, two, one, let's go! Welcome to Mission Forge. I'm Bobby Jankovic, and Mission Forge is where we engage each other, empower one another, and in doing so, we elevate the world around us, especially the world involving real estate. So today, we're going to talk about tips for tenancy. So are you looking to move into a house, but you're not looking to buy, you're looking to, to rent a property? What are some, some um, strategies that, is gonna make, that are going to make your life easier um, and make the property manager's life easier as a result, making, again, your life easier and um, make sure that you get into the house that you would like faster um, and that you're just comfortable and it's best for you and your family? Well, number one, I'd like you to be ahead of the game and six months before you start applying, I want you to just check into your credit. I want you to solve or resolve any outstanding collection items. Collections are a big problem for uh, many property managers because what collections do is they basically send the signal that you're not paying on your obligations. It's somewhere in your past you made an obligation to pay something and that you've gone bad on that. And sometimes people just sort of give up and they um, they stop working with it. It goes in collections. And that just is, it's a tough one to overcome. So you want to make sure, A, that there are no collections on there. And that if there are, uh, a lot of times they're very small, you know, especially if you've had, uh, you know, some medical issues. Uh, we all know that um, these facilities, um, healthcare facilities, sometimes are very zealous in billing. Um, you know, for for every every little um, band aid, you'll get a bill, and it's easy sometimes for bills to get lost or double billing insurance. This and that. I believe me, I understand. I, we've we've been through our fair share. So if they're there, sometimes if you're you can dispute them if they're not accurate. It gives you time to either pay it off, do whatever needs to be done. So you want to get started on that process well in advance so that when you start having property managers pull your credit, um, that they're not seeing these issues. Um, and it could just be that maybe you've had, it might not be collections. Other things that you can do is if you've had some late payments, you want to have a sustained period of no late payments. Um, my feeling is that uh, three to four months will go a pretty good way to uh, raising your credit score. Again, credit score is not as critical when you're renting a home as it is when you're buying a home. However, um, you know, most property managers do have a, you know, bottom line credit score that they might consider. Um, so you want to put your best foot forward. So again, pay those bills on time. Um, maybe if you've got a high balance, you can start to, you know, tackle that as much as possible. I know times are tough for everybody, but again, your credits says a lot about how you are, um, how you are going to behave with the new owner. So the property managers are paying attention to that. Um, you also want to be departing if you're in an existing lease, you wanna be behaving as properly as possible, following all the rules, uh, you know, leaving 
this property management relationship that you have good well so that you can use them as a reference um, you never know if they're going to the new manager is going to call they might ask some questions i know there's limits to what they can say to one another um, if you've had any late rents you know you certainly want to document that that kind of leads into um you know i'm going to talk about it a little bit later if you have any bumps or any hiccups or anything i want you to get all that up front and i'll talk about that a little you know make notes of it get it all ready to go because you're going to talk about that to your new uh, potential property manager right up front um i want you to I know money's short, but I want you to save some money for applications. Um, applications cost money. Uh, the, the brokerage or the property management firm is going to charge a little bit on top of what they um, are they're paying to have these things run. Uh, don't come with your own credit. They're not going to accept that in most cases. Um, don't get tricked into some of these websites. Say, hey, apply here. Um, you know, unless you're told by the property manager that's where you apply, don't apply thinking that you're going to be saving yourself uh, money down the road. You always want to get um, uh, clarity on where you apply because those applications can be expensive. And what happens is if you do too many of them, they can really add up. So, but you do need to save. I, it's frustrating seeing uh, tenants complain that they're you know racking up all these fees for applying for properties um understand that and uh you know in here we always try to um only run credit when it's absolutely um you know bona fide or, or verify that we should do so and we have the permission to do that um all right, so save up money. If there's two of you or more, you gotta account for that because each adult will have to um, apply. Um, I want you to look at the property prior to paying for an application. If an, a manager has a request that you apply prior to looking at the property, I, I, I kind of want you to step back and take a deep breath and think about whether this is really the right place for you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't apply beforehand. I know sometimes, you know, that may be called for or whatever, but if you're being told you have to apply in order to see the property, I think you might want to back off. That's not a, a good practice. That's not a best practice. Um, and I also want, before you apply, I want you to have the listing agent verify, hopefully in writing, that it is available and you will get consideration. Um, there's nothing worse than uh, somebody putting in $60 application or $70 application only to five minutes later, the property is no longer available. So, you know, that's, that's gonna probably weed out some properties for you because you might not be able to get the property manager on the phone. You may feel like you have to apply just to get consideration. Um, I get it. I know it's, it's a difficult field to navigate. Um, I want you back to what I was saying earlier. I want you to be extremely upfront with the person or the company regarding anything that you feel is abnormal. Uh, you might have a criminal past. Um, you may have some credit issues that you're working on or you've recently worked through. 
you may have just been through a divorce and that's caused, I know that routinely causes issues. My advice to you is put that in writing and be very upfront and clear that these issues are there. Here's why they're there. Here's what you've done about it to resolve them. And, and you want to present that professionally to the manager um, so that they will in, in turn hopefully treat you professionally uh, coming back. But it's always um, a little bit of a, when somebody applies for property, they don't tell you these things are out there. You know, it's like, I feel like it would go better for them if they were up front. Okay, this is a tough one. Pets. Do you have pets? Well, pets can create headwinds for a lot of um a lot of potential tenants and the reason is is because a lot of owners tell the property managers they don't want to have a pet in their property so i don't know what the solution is for you sometimes we'll have tenants who have a family member that can uh, handle the pet for the dur duration of the lease i know that's not possible for most people um, just if you're going to proceed with your pet you just have to allow for more time there are pet-friendly um, rentals out there. Uh, things that you can do is offer to pay um, additional pet deposit. A lot of, of, obviously, the landlord and the property manager are going to request a pet deposit. You can you can um, increase that, and, and as long as it's refundable, I would never probably agree to a non-refundable pet deposit. But you know, make sure that the uh, deposit is refundable and then there's really very little risk in you um, increasing that to make them feel better about your application because as long as you your pet doesn't cause issues um, then you should get that back at the time you move out um, some people charge pet rent um, and there's all sorts of different things so make sure you're make sure if you're going forward with your pet that you plan a little bit maybe more money, a little bit more deposit, a little bit more time to find the right property for you. Um, I want you to consider hiring a, a tenant agent. That's not very popular in my area. Um, in fact, I, you know, I feel like it's a little bit of an opening for somebody, but most tenants are bouncing around so many places. Uh, it's a bit of a chaos, almost like a pinball machine. Um, but a tenant agent, if you offer a service, a fee for their service, um, it might it might save you in application deposits because they'll help weed through a lot of this stuff on your behalf. Um, and they might be able to negotiate. It's likely that they'll be able to negotiate you some better terms on your lease. So something that's more favorable for you. And it may be that that they in save you more than they end up charging you. So, um, you know, if you get a, an agent on the phone, you might say, would you be hot? Could I hire you for a, for a fee to represent me? You know, most tenants go in and they are uh, either unrepresented or it's a, a case of dual representation where the, the listing agent uh, helps place the tenant. Um, and when you're buying a house, that's very uncommon because people want to have their own buyer's agent but somehow when we're going into leases around here we just don't people don't seem to care as much so you might want to consider that um 
I want you, when you're moving in, I want you to document the condition of the property in writing, okay? Your property manager should provide you a form for that. A, it's called a move-in form, very simple. If they don't, I would document every nook and cranny of the property, spend an hour or two going through, have your family help you write everything down or type it in even better, room by room, wall by wall, uh, drawer by drawer, okay? Um, and you're gonna do that because, and, and don't get me wrong, pictures and videos are good too, but believe it or not, if things end up in a courtroom, it's much easier to deal with the written evidence as presented and whatever you create you're going to send it to the to the property manager signed and dated uh ask them to acknowledge that you've given it to them and ask it to go into the file of course you're going to maintain your own copy of it um all right and then um i suggest renting from a professionally managed uh property especially one that's managed by a member of the national association of realtors I'm not gonna go into a lot of details, but it's it's state law and code of ethics. Um, property managers don't mess around. They get things done right most often. And if you go to a property that's not managed professionally, it tells me that the owner's uh, more focused on dollar over service. So they're trying to maximize their, their uh, return and they're gonna maybe not be so good on the service just because everybody has a life, I get it. Um, I want you to read your lease really carefully before signing. You should know your rights, but you also should know your obligations. There's a lot of surprise in there when tenants don't realize they have to clean the gutters. They don't realize they have to maintain the shrubs. They don't realize that if they drop something in the disposal and it causes it to get stuck, that they have to fix that. Um, so you're right, you're probably not responsible for replacing the HVAC system if it breaks, but you know, you are responsible for changing the filters, okay? Things like that. So read your lease, know your rights, and know your obligations. Um, don't plan on having your security deposit back the day that you move out, okay? A lot of people count on that money coming really fast or real quickly to them upon move out, and that money can be tied up for uh, several weeks sometimes. Uh, things I'm gonna mention that you can do to expedite the return of your security deposit, because I know it's important, um, but the property managers have a tough job at move out, especially when the condition of the property is not that good. If you have not taken care of the property or you've been in the property a very long time and there's lots of normal wear and tear, it takes a lot of time to go through and decipher what was the condition when they moved in? What's normal wear and tear? What's damage? How much am I going to charge for that? You know, and, and it's it's a very delicate process. So it it's there's a reason that the law allows in our area 45 days uh, to return that deposit. Um, things that you can do to expedite that again, the better the condition the property is in, the the faster it's going to go. The next thing you can do is your utilities, um, pay them at the time of move out and provide evidence of that payment to the owner um, or to the manager because the owner is going to end up getting stuck with that uh, and in some cases if you don't pay their utilities. So the, the managers will sit and wait for written evidence um, and if you can be 
a shepherd of that that evidence, that's going to help expedite you getting your money back. So now you're ready to go rent a property. Thanks for joining me on Mission Forge. Please like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. Have a good evening.